later. And right now I'm just going to try to advertise some stuff. What we can do is a good time killer topic, though, is uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, Raw. And as a married man, I want to hear your thoughts on this whole Rusev cuck thing. <laughs> so you can go start off with that if that's okay. <laughs> You know what? I I I was like, what the? What are they going with? But you know what? And I'm seeing a lot of it today. As weird and as quirky as it was, people want to see what happens next. And at the end of the day, isn't that what 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 matters? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's not you know one of these things where it was like, oh god, I can't believe they did this. Blah blah blah. blah. It was it's actually. I, I mean, okay, fine. You want to do that, you know, and they kind of alluded to it a little earlier when they um, when they interviewed Canellis, um, you know, but that's fine. But, like, you, you – they must have some plan for this to position it in that last three and a half minutes, you know, especially when everyone their mother knew you had Wyatt coming, you know. You, you know, you, you – you, you have to see, you know, they must have something for it if they put it in that spot. Like, that could have been an 8 o'clock hour angle. That could have been a 9 o'clock hour angle. But you put that at, like, 1057, like, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, it was at the very end. Uh, how shocked were you on a scale from 1 to 10? 10. Never in a million years would have seen that coming. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody could have predicted that. It was a little bit. It was a little too crazy. I think. Ah, here we are. This whole time I was trying to find something. Now I finally found it. Okay, here we go. Um, when Rusev, when he showed up last night to save Seth, you know sometimes you just have that feeling in your gut, where it's like it's too good to be true. Like when I saw Rusev save Seth, I was like, wait a minute. Like he 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 saved them from from Orton and Corbin. I'm like, they're pushing him as a face? And I was like, this is too good to be true. Then they did the backstage segment where it was him and he was being interviewed and he was like, you know, he didn't he didn't talk about Lana and said, hey, Seth, I saved you, so you kind of owe me. I want a universal title match. I was watching that and I'm like, something's off here. This is just too good to be true for Rusev to just be booked as a, as a face. Because for years I've always said, like, Rusev is the face that – we deserve, but it, it's the it's face we need, but not the face we deserve, like the old Batman Dark Knight quote. And I was like, I, just, I had a feeling that something was off. Like, I I thought that either he was going to turn on Seth or just something stupid would happen or silly, but I never in a million years would have, have predicted the Lana thing. So, um, yeah, you know, when, what it, I, when it happened, you know what I thought we were getting with the whole they're on Team Hogan. I, I thought, especially with Corbin and Orton out there, I said, okay, this is going to be the typical Orton and Corbin will get involved, you know, and then somehow Wyatt's going to figure into all of it. I never in a million years thought, A, we were getting Lashley back a month and a half early, and then B, he was going to be, you know, making out with Lana on the stage. It was like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, my honest, well, obviously, you know, I've I've had a field day with the memes. The memes are just amazing. Like, I'm just, it's just going to hold me over for a while now. Um, my I, there's my comical thoughts, and then, then there's my serious thoughts. Um, my comical thoughts is one of the big criticisms that WWE and Vince really 
has gotten for years is that he's lost his touch. You know, WWF back in the 90s and, and WWE in the early 2000s, a lot of the angles and stuff that they did was, you know, based off of popular media pop culture. Like, you know, one of the most obvious examples would be the Deli Boys when they did the Waza. You know, that was that was a parody of the whole scary movie thing was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Waza. You know, you should just you should, you would see stuff like that not just in WWE but just in wrestling in general. Like whatever was popular or whatever was like whatever the hip thing was. Like you know, the hardcore division. One of the main things about the hardcore division that younger fans may not know, the hardcore division was them just taking advantage of like the whole jackass thing. You know, so. All right, go on for a second, John. I gotta go for a second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all about trying to stay with what's you know what's relevant and everything, and and that that's what they did, you know. Um, right, right, right. You know, Sorry, he, I'm, I'm he, back now. You know, he, he, you know what's a, you know one of the complaints has been for the last couple of years, especially with the quote unquote PG era, and you know shareholders and advertisers and that is that they were way too. Um, you know, safe and, and this and that. You know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you know, I'm not saying, you know, well, we'll get into what Raw ended up doing last night, but you know what? At least right. is he back to the attitude ever? Absolutely not. But you know what? He's realizing that the same old safe shit isn't going to work. Even if this thing with, with Lana and Rusev and Lashley, even if it fails, although the matches should be really good. You know what? Mm-hmm. Every now and then you got to take something, throw it up against the wall, and see what sticks. Like, that's, I've, you know, I've and there's seen, nothing um, wrong with I, that. Yeah, like, this, this is just weird. And this, this, is a, this is a late night show. So normally I would never talk about, like, this kind of thing in the early hours. But this is, this is, a, this is a rated R show for just this one time only, all the listeners out there. Um, as, as someone who loves to watch comedy-related stuff, uh, like TV shows, Movies, comedy stand-ups, you know, it's a, it's a, <laughs> there's there's no way I could beat around the bush. I just have to be straight up. Um, you know, to those that like watch porn, you know, there is a genre of porn called cucks or cuckolding, where it's like a, a husband basically gets off by letting his wife, you know, be with another man, uh, you know, sexually. Uh, sometimes the guy knows. Sometimes the guy doesn't know. The guy doesn't know. That's like an embarrassment genre. There's like there's a porn genre for everything. It's it's crazy. If you're into that, more power to you. I don't judge anybody. Everybody gets off in their own way. But I've seen this portrayed in media for a while now. It's 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 joked regularly in, in sitcoms, movies, TV shows. I you know we think is and some think it's weird. It's I'm not saying it's becoming common, but I'm I'm seeing it being discussed and talked about more and more and more. And um, one of the few, I guess you could say, media outlets where I haven't seen it really used is wrestling. Um, the only real memory I have of it is, and, you know, I couldn't watch it back then because it was too violent, but in ECW, I remember when Tommy Dreamer and Raven were feuding, I recall, I think Tommy Dreamer got Raven's girlfriend pregnant, like as an actual story <laughs> or something, and, like, they had a feud over the girlfriend or, or I I don't I'm not a ECW guy so my my ECW lore is very rusty but um this whole um I guess you could say cucking thing clearly Heyman he thinks it's great for heat I mean this this has Heyman's 
fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see I could totally see Vince because Vince loves stuff like this. I mean, this this goes back to the whole John Morrison thing, which is ironic because Johnny's coming back soon. And I love John, you know, so I don't want anyone to think of this as me throwing shade at John Morrison. I've met the guy before, like he's he's great, you know. But back then, you know, the rumor was that you know he was with Melina, and Melina basically was hooking up with different people. And the story, if the story is to be believed, that John sort of knew and kind of turned a blind eye because as long as it didn't affect his career, and when he was a tag team guy, when he was a mid-carder, it didn't affect his career. But as he rose up higher up on the ranks, it did start to affect his career. Now, there was the thing where he did the, the, the six-person at Mania where he supposedly kind of snubbed Trish, you know, Val Venus, uh, mm-hmm. you know, did that big rant back in the day, Um uh, there's the story that she hooked up with Batista, and then there was the one story where supposedly Vince lost respect for him. Not because, like, I mean, if John fought Batista, Batista would kick his ass, but that wasn't the point of it. The, the story was is that Vince lost respect for him because Johnny didn't stand up for himself. You know, because that's what yep. a man should do if they find out their girlfriend or their wife is, you know, sleeping with another guy. Obviously, this is a wrestling podcast, and I try hard to um, to escape wrestling and, and talk about real life stuff, but. This is the kind of story. Like, this is this is really this story is really not that uncommon. It's it's been in WWE for quite some time. It's just we never really see it like on screen in the way that it was uh, last night. Uh, Lance Storm he shared that tweet that Randy Savage you know told him many years ago. It's been buzzing all over social media today. Where Lance Storm said Randy Savage approached him and said you know I did a story with my wife and then after the story was over I didn't have a mm-hmm. wife anymore. And the thing about that is, this is this is the thing about wrestling, um, and not just wrestling, but just entertainment in general. Like this, this isn't just a wrestling thing; it's a sports entertainment thing. Some people, like I don't know what it is, like some some couples, or should I say, some people who are in a relationship, they can professionally have like an on-screen relationship with somebody on camera, and it doesn't affect their personal life. But then in some cases, it, it happens for real. Like you know, that's what happened with Chris Benoit and Nancy Sullivan. That's what happened with Triple H and Stephanie. You know, I I posted a tweet a few hours ago. You know, one of the most entertaining stories of the Attitude Era was cut abruptly short. A lot of younger fans may not even know this story because it got cut so abruptly. There was a love triangle story with Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Stephanie. It was a really good, entertaining love triangle story. And I remember it ended with a triple threat. It was The Rock, Angle, and Triple H in a match for the WWF Championship. And if I recall, The Rock won. And after that, like, that was it. The story just ended abruptly. It's one of the most unusual because the Attitude Era was always looked upon as, as this great era that had, like, great stories, and it did. But that was one of the few great stories that just it ended really quickly. And a lot of fans, I guess, were like, what the fuck, what happened? Turns out, years later, we found out that it was Triple H who apparently went to Vince and pulled the plug. And Triple H, man, look, Triple H, I'm not trying to throw shade at you. I've 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 let most of my dislike for him as a wrestler like you know I, I've, I've put that aside because i clearly see what he's doing with nxt and as a developer creator he clearly knows what he's doing but as a fan who never cared much about triple h growing up when i look back at that triple threat story the triangle story with kurt angle triple h stephanie it was very apparent to me what was going on what was going on was karma Karma was happening to him he saw that and it's like let me let me pull the fuck out of here because you were dating china while you were dating China, you were having an affair with Stephanie. 
So here you are dating Stephanie, and you're seeing Stephanie's having legit chemistry with Kurt, and you're like, wait a minute, karma's about to bite me in the ass. Let me go ahead and pull the plug on the story. Keep in mind, Kurt was married too at the time. That's what also gets lost. Kurt was married as well. So if they ended up, like, dating for real, that would have hurt Kurt's family, you know. And Lashley's also married. Lashley's also married as well. To anyone who doesn't know, Bobby Lashley is married. So people need to think about it. People are thinking about, like, you know, oh, Rusev, poor Rusev. Don't forget, guys, Lashley's married too. So what do you think his wife is thinking when he sees his husband on live television? You know, now, as far as Lana's concerned, this is the thing that confuses me, right? Like, we've seen people kiss on screen before, Um and the thing about Lana and Lashley was like there was tongue, and some people were like there was mm-hmm. no tongue, there was tongue, dude. There was there was like the first she came out. Lashley gave her a hug. After Lashley gave her a hug, um, you know uh, they kissed, and the first kiss was fine. It was the way like you would kiss someone like on prom night or whatever. After the first kiss, you can clearly see Lana flickering her tongue, and then that second kiss, like that was just a straight up. French kissing, like you don't see stuff like that on WWE TV. Like you just don't. I haven't seen stuff like that, like on a wrestling show, and it's it's been at least it's been a while, man. It's, I was probably in high school the last time I saw a kiss like that. And then she pulled her legs up. Her legs were so high up. If you have like the right TV, you can probably zoom in and like see the thong she was wearing. So like it was really in there, and. uh it was just that was that was not a PG moment at all. Not that I'm complaining, by the way. I'm just I'm just want to make it clear that that was not a PG moment or a PG kiss. Um, and some people are saying that Rusev might be a cuck for real. And, and I know you hate him, you know. I know you hate him, but even The Rock joked about this, like that one segment years ago, where The Rock showed up on that one Raw segment and he said, "Your wife is really flexible. You got a lucky one here." And people were just thinking, "Oh, that's just The Rock being The Rock." And I'm like, "Was it though?" Was it that they've been planting seeds to this for quite some? There's been all types of references to like in innuendos throughout the years of of this kind of thing, you know. Now the only real criticism I do have of this is that I think it's tacky to do this story when you're also doing the Mike and Maria story at the exact same time. So you you basically have two cut yeah. stories at once. That being yeah, said, going, I going, think you're going you're going to to do it twice exactly. That's what it is. Because so you got two of them going at the same time, and that's where it's like you know pick yeah. one or the other. Yeah, you pick one, and I, I feel like of the two. And this is me being respectful to to Mike and Maria because, you know, we both like them both and I like them both. The the main problem with the Mike Maria story is they were not really featured on TV for casual fans to really invest or care about the story at all. So when they did the whole Maria's pregnant thing, I could see a casual fan not caring because she was pregnant before. So it's like they they don't really know them. They they don't really know them. Whereas Russo... You know mm-hmm. it is too with them. It's you know it goes back to the fact that supposedly they signed new deals and then she told them, oh by the way, I'm pregnant. So right. It's like right. You know, like really, like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that, you know, that, that, that definitely didn't do them any favors. But the Rusev thing, this story I think will work because Rusev is more established. He's a guy that uh, the current watchers know. They know him. They know Lana. Um, all I can say is hopefully this, you know, and some people, some people say, well, they did this before with Ziggler. They did. But what fans need to remember is, and this was something that you brought up, and it's one of those stories that's kind of like, it's so far back in our rearview mirror that um, 
it wasn't that the story with Ziggler was bad. It's just what happened was Lana ruined it by posting that mm-hmm. Rusev and her were engaged in real life. And then once that story leaked, well, I was going to say leaked, but it didn't leak because she literally posted it on her own Twitter. Once they yeah, did no that, one found, WWE, no one found it as a fluke. She, she put it out there, and they were pissed. I mean, right, right. Right. I've always thought that, and, you know, and I've said this for, I've said this since day one, man, and, and, you know, saying stuff like this often makes you come off like a sexist, but I've always felt this way. I've got nothing personal against Lana. She seems like a nice girl, really attractive, but I've felt this way for years. I think she holds Rusev back. I really think she does. I think she holds him back. I, I think that if he just did his own thing, if they, I think if they released her and if Rusev just did his own thing, I think he would be like world champion. If she, like I'm just spitballing here. The problem here. is she, the problem if, is he's too pigeonholed. He's too pigeonholed to her. That's the problem. If they released her tomorrow, and then even if they had him go on a tear and beat everybody, he would still be he would still be handcuffed to her because of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like okay you know you have somebody that managed somebody for a while, and then okay they go to separate ways. All right, you know what? Maybe out of sight, out of mind. The problem is everyone knows that's his wife. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where you're at now, where even if they released her tomorrow, kept him off TV for six months, and then brought him back and just had him go to everybody, he would still be tied to her. You needed to release her. They needed to release her right around the time of the Ziggler storyline, and they were thinking about it. They were pissed. I think then you could have gotten her away with it because enough time would have passed. Because you remember, you got to remember, she was only around. She was only around for like a year, year and a half when all that happened. Now you're like, mm. I don't know, what are you like, five years into their run? We're we're about we're about five years now, give or take. Yeah, you can, you can't get. As a matter of fact, I believe I, I believe he debuted. Um, if I recall correctly, I believe he officially debuted the night after Mania 30. I know he so, was yeah, in the so Rumble. Rumble. He was in the Rumble. Yeah, so he was in the rumble. Five and a, we're five yeah. and a half years in because that was 2014. You're not, you can't release, you can't get rid of her and expect people just to accept him as him. So you, you're, you're, right. you're kind of, right. you're kind of, at this point, you might as well keep her around because you keep her from going anywhere else. And you know what? What and you know, everyone forgets another thing Vince likes to do is Vince will totally shit on you to see if you could take it. And if Vince feels you took it well enough, he'll, he'll, he'll get behind you a little. And, you know, a lot of this might be the fact that, you know, she's not exactly the quietest person on social media. She, you know, she doesn't exactly, you know, tell the company line. So this might be a case of, okay, you know what? You're going to, you know, throw a little shit at me. I'm going to throw a little shit at you back. And you're either going to break and I'll be rid of you that way or you're going to get through it, and then you're, you know, you become a commodity again, and I can benefit from that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So the really the last thing I have to say about it, and um, you know, this is the last part because again, I want to focus more on you know more important things. But I've I've felt this way for a while. Um, I you know I had the the privilege of meeting um Mike and Maria many years ago. I know you've met them too. Uh, I, I met them. Mm-hmm. I think when I met them, it was like, when did I meet them? It was like 2014 or 2015. Um, 
like they were both cool, like really friendly. So I want the listeners yeah. to know that like I got I got nothing personal against them. Like you know I like the, them. The, pro- They're both the problem cool, with them is really the problem with them is they have no traction on them. They debuted, oh. and like two months yeah, later, yeah. she got pregnant. And she was off TV. Well, I'm not. I'm not just back. talking about this. This is this is like in a general. This is like a general thing. This is yeah. thing. This is thing. I, I had a conversation with with Mike, um, and I said like, look, man, like I, I went to an indie show with, and I saw them perform, and I said, hey, Mike, like, do you mind like if we talk like after the show? Um, you know, it's just private, like man on man, like you know. And he was like, cool. So I talked to him, and like Mike is cool, and I I, I thought he was money mm-hmm. then, and I still think he's money now. You know, I, I thought that miracle character could have slash should have been TNA champion. And I still think mm-hmm. that that miracle character could definitely have been an NXT champion. The problem I've always had with Mike is that I said, look, like I, I get the business has changed. You know, there was a time when dating in the business was like career suicide, but as years go on, things change. Now it's like dating in the business is almost, not only is it accepted, it's like the norm. Right, but the, the the problem I have with people like Mike and Maria, and I've said it before, is you should always be known for who you are, not who you are with. Because if you're known for who you're with, people don't care about you. They only care about you guys as a package, and that works as long as you're still together. But if something happens in real life and you're not together, you are fucked and it fucks your and the, career. And the problem there, is if he, if he, if he would have waited another six months to a year, he would have been at that point. He was on the cusp right. of it. And, right. You know, but he, he there, just he got together with her about a year too early for that to be into effect. You're right. If they got divorced tomorrow, he's released, and they'll keep her. There are, many, there are many stars, like when I grew up in the 90s, and, and I'm sure you remember as well, there are many wrestlers that, when I think of them, yes, I, I do think about a female that was part of the package. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, when I think of Randy Savage, yes, I do think of Miss Elizabeth. Did Miss Elizabeth help the Randy Savage character? Or should I say, did Miss Elizabeth help the Macho Man character? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, can did Macho Man need Miss Elizabeth? No, he didn't need Miss yes. Elizabeth. Miss yes. Elizabeth helped. Miss Elizabeth helped Macho Man, but Macho Man would have been a star regardless. Miss Elizabeth just helped. People yeah. knew Macho yeah. Man for Macho yeah. Man. Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page is another one. Diamond Dallas Page had Kimberly Page. Now, did, did DDP need Kimberly? Kimberly? No, he didn't need Kimberly, but it helped get him over as this douchebag heel. That way, when he became a face mm-hmm. and he started treating her right, it helped get him even more over as a face. You know, so these are just examples of just different guys that were dating girls in real life, and like they were dating them in real life and in kayfabe. They did help them, but like the point I'm trying to make is that guys like Randy Savage, guys like DDP, they proved that they could be stars without their wives. That the wives helped them, yes. Like the Miz, like does the Miz need Maurice? No, the Miz does not need Maurice, but Maurice is a nice addition. You know, it, it was a nice refresher. For the Miz, and and the problem is, is that Mike, he's the kind of dude. He he knows that he at the time I had the conversation with him, he knew that the only reason he was because because there was a period of time where um, when they were doing the Kingdom thing, it was Adam Cole, 
Matt Hardy, uh, Matt Taven, Mike Canellis, and Maria. And I remember there was a, there was a period where it was Matt it was Matt Taven and Mike, and they were like tag champions either in Ring of Honor or New Japan. And, and I thought they were a good tag team. You know, I enjoyed that team because it was cool just seeing Mike do his own thing outside of Maria. But then Maria started coming to the ring with him, and I was like, fuck. Like, just when it seemed like he was about to breach out and do his own thing without Maria, he added Maria to the package. And it was still an entertaining team, but I, I had a, a conversation with Mike, and Mike basically just said that he knew he knew that he basically was only over because of her. I'm like, and he, and he just, and he didn't care. And the problem is I'm starting to see that mentality with wrestlers. Like from a marketing standpoint, I get it. It's a great way to market yourself. But if, if something happens for real, you're screwed. One guy who's really lucky, he's very lucky about AEW. Joey Janela dated Penelope, uh, what's her last name? I think her last name is Ford, Penelope Ford. Yep. Joey and Penelope were dating for real. But luckily for them, well, this isn't luckily. Right? They broke up, right? But where they're lucky is since when they broke up, they only made the one appearance at whichever, I think All In, they showed when they did the pay-per-view at All In, they were together at that point. But where they're lucky is AEW doesn't have TV yet. So since they don't have TV, when, to, to the many fans that watched All In, that would have been the first time they saw Joey and Penelope. So you might remember, oh, yeah, that's the chick that was with him, but you may or may not have known that they were dating. They're not together anymore. Right. So now that they're going to be doing AEW TV, I, when we see Penelope think, and when we still, see Joey. They'll still work, they still work together, though. Yeah, yeah, they still work, yeah, they still work together. They, but what I'm so, saying is it's not as awkward because right. a casual may not know the story because of the circumstances of, 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 like, you will only know unless you follow them anyway. You know what I mean? And a lot of casual folks who will be watching AEW tomorrow, they're not going to know any better. They're going to see them together, and they're just going to think, oh, she's just, you know, like an attractive chick that's going to accompany him to the ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm seeing just a lot of people in the business, they're – you got to be careful, like, you got you to be careful of, like, if you want to date in the business, by all means, date in the business. It's just, I don't like it when folks date and, and like, you know them, you, you associate them with, like, who, who, who they're dating. And, like, you, this, you, is, this is mine. You, like, some, some you know what the true test of that's going to be? You know what the true test of that's going to be if it ever goes south? Gargano and LeRae. When they what? If it ever Gargano and LaRite, that will be the one that if there's ever a time to, you know, test that theory, mm-hmm. it will be that. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you another guy too. And some people might think that this is a nitpicking thing. Um, I, I think that I don't, I don't. Some say, some say it hurts them. Some say it doesn't. I don't think it hurts them. But I, I do get where people are coming from. One person that I think it, it, it's sort of 50-50 on is, is Almas. Because it's pretty common knowledge at this point that he's with Charlotte. Yet on screen, Selena Vega's with him. And it's common knowledge that she's with Black. Now, 
Black can do his own thing because of the kind of character he portrays. That's fine. So I'm not saying put Selena Vega with Black. You don't need to do that. And I get why Vega is was paired up with Almas because of their heritage and because just visually it just makes sense. But mm-hmm. since 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 Vega's job is to basically put him over like this future star, like I can see why some don't take there. There's it's a quiet circle of fans who don't take the act seriously because they know as much as she says, "Oh, Almas this, Almas that," they know that like deep down, like. He's dating Charlotte. Like, like it's, it's it's weird. It's especially weird that they're both on SmackDown too. Like, they'll 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 be like a segment where Almas can fight Apollo Cruz, and in the very next segment, it's like Charlotte comes out, and it's like, yeah, that that is kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. But I can see why some people don't take the act seriously because they know that Charlotte's with Almas. Well, so it's like, why not just pair them up? Wait till he gets put on Team Flair for uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, that's, that's really all i got to say on, on on the Rusev stuff. We spent too much time there. As far as the actual uh, Raw itself goes, um, let's see, i got some notes here. Uh, I thought Vic did a fine job. Uh, the Dio guy was a little shy. Um, he, from what I heard of him, he did fine. He just, I could tell he was nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, to me, he didn't contribute anything. Um, he was just sort of there. Uh, the new setup looks cool. It was cool seeing Pyro again. Uh, the the flames for Rollins' entrance, that's cool. That was probably the best uses of it. Um, the first hour was really good. The second hour was kind of it kind of dragged a bit, but it was wasn't bad. And then the third hour, um, I, I look, I joke about Liberty Bell, Lacey Evans all the time. They need to stop these third-hour Lacey Evan matches. That's not doing her any favors at all. She's actually really good, and that's the thing about it. Like she's, she's really good. She's really talented, and I appreciate the fact that she stays in kayfabe all the time. Like when she got the ticket in Canada, she got a ticket, and she was in character. So I, I appreciate that. But the way that WWE books her, they're booking her in a way that's not doing her any favors. You want to do Lacey against Natalia, fine, but you you do that on main event or you do that like in hour one. You don't do that in the third hour at 10:35. Like at that point, fans are just waiting for the fiend or something really big to happen. And I'm noticing that they keep putting her in these spots where she's not going to get over. And I feel like a lot of fans are just dismissing her, not because they don't think she's not good, they're dismissing her because of just how she's being used and she's not being used well at all. So, but um, anyway, I, I like Liberty Bell, a.k.a. Uh, Lacey Evans. I got nothing against her as a character. And um, some people are saying that Seth shouldn't be scared of The Fiend. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with a face selling fear, but, um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just getting The Fiend over. I mean, they're supposed to be afraid of um, – I mean, uh, I mean, I feel like, John, you would know more about this. I mean, has there ever been faces that are, like, openly afraid of heels before? No. No, there hasn't. No. This is this is totally uncharted. I mean, the closest thing I can remember was like Cena Wyatt heading into thirty, where Cena was like, you could tell like they were doing like Wyatt starting to get into Cena's head, but I can't remember anything where you know mm-hmm. a face was legit like scared like shitless. And you know what? I mean, I mean, what 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 do you want them to do with Rollins at that point? 
if Rollins is like, no, uh, screw this guy, you know, I'm just going to burn him down, whatever this and that, then it's like, okay, he's no, then the Fiend character is not working. Rollins is, you know, apprehensive, you know, of Wyatt, you know, because of the whole, you know, dynamic. You got to remember, too, part of it is the presentation of it. You know, it's not just like, okay, Wyatt's music hits, you know he's coming out. It's like, all right, all right he's going to hit the ring. The lights go out, these don't flicker in, you get that weird music. It's a whole different presentation. So, of course, Rollins' reaction should be different, you know, versus if it was against Corbin or against AJ or against Lesnar or Strowman. So, I mean, I, I think they've done a hell of a job. I just, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's going to be happy with what happens on Sunday, but I think as far as the presentation, it's been knocked out of the park. Yeah, the only one I can really think of is uh, The Undertaker being shocked at Kane And then saying that he refused to fight his brother But I yeah. can't think of anything that um, of out, The way Seth was used this week didn't bother I mean, I'm not much of a Seth fan anyway But I didn't see anything on out the norm this week But last week where he was basically in the turnbuckle Screaming like Kevin off a of Home Alone I can see how that could bother some people <laughs> I guess Um Brock killing Dominic was 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 fun. Um, I'm all for continuity. Uh, him defeating, beating up the son of the father who, who beat him all those years ago. Uh, props to Dominic too. Dominic took it for. That's how you know the story is real. Like uh, you know that Dominic is trying to. You know he he's really serious about it because he just let Brock beat him up for real. So that was cool. Um, obviously you know that's setting up something. I'm I'm gonna assume Ray Ray will do something to uh, cost Brock. The match, which is fine, the rumor, on Friday or, or the, something. The rumor, the rumor is Kane Velasquez. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we we did talk about that. Yeah, the, yeah. The Maybe, rumor um, is that you know if they would like to get um, Velasquez in as like to like defend uh, Ray and Dominic, and the best part is they they have a backup plan if they can't get the back. The last quiz deal done, then they can turn around and do something with Ray and Brock. I, I thought eventually, I thought initially it was going to lead to something Friday night, but from what I've heard with Velasquez, he's got to have like his knee scoped and there's some logistics to work out with UFC. So it's not like it's happening tomorrow. I don't know if Ray's going to get involved Friday night. Yeah. Well, c- clearly something will, I mean, he's going to do something at some point. So, you know, because his son was attacked. So, yeah. um, but I thought the segment was, was really cool and stuff like that. Um, but overall, uh, I thought Raw was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was good. Um, you know, pretty much I'm in the same boat as the whole uh, final, final word on the Rusev thing. And, and I know fans don't want to hear it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's more of a wait and see mentality. Uh, we We just have to see. Where it goes, I was I was I was disappointed at first when I saw Lashley because I was hoping, you know, for for Lashley Brock because that's that's still a match I like to see. But then when they did the Lana thing, it was like, okay, well we'll see where it goes. So it's kind of a wait and see sort of thing. I just hope that Lana doesn't get pregnant for real, and then they have to cancel the story. And, <laughs> and just, remember something. Remember something else too. Yes, it probably is, but. You never got a hundred percent confirmation that it was Lana in the limo. You know, odds are it right. probably was. 
but you never got that 100%. It was her. So you could even tie this all in with, you know, that other layer if they want. You know, I think next week's going to be a whatever show because it's the last show before the draft. So, you know, I don't know if you're really going to get much started next week. You'll probably have to wait actually probably until October 18th because the 11th is the second half of the draft. So you may not get anything solid to this until for like another two weeks. And, you know, because of what's going on with, with this draft coming up, you know, that's, that's what, you know, you got to keep in mind. You got to remember this, that, you know, there's a lot of different things in play. And we'll get into this with the Wednesday, with the stuff coming up tomorrow night you know, as far as what people need to understand as far as ratings, especially for October, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff going on. So, you know, if you don't get a solid follow-up Raw next week, don't think it's back to the same old shit. You know, you get one good show and then you get 12 that are bad. It's just, you know, you're a little bit handcuffed because it's your go-home show, even though it's your post-Hell in a Cell show. It should go home show for the draft. And if you look at those shows traditionally, those shows, what you more what you more get more often than not is you get the talent that's moving to SmackDown losing their final matches on Raw. So, you know, you you, you know, you'll see matches where you would think, Okay, normally so and so would go over, but if they end up not going over yeah, I'm here. What did you lose me on? Hello? Chris, you got me? Okay, I'm not sure if uh, I lost John or not. Maybe he'll... I, I see he's still in the... He's still in the call-in thing. Maybe just could be some static interference from the phone. Um, right now, what I want to do is, uh, until I can hear more about John, I want to go a little bit more into what our weekly wrestling schedule is going to be looking like going forward. So, um, all right, let's just go ahead and get into it. So Monday, we have WWE Monday Night Raw on USA Network. That comes on at 8 o'clock because everybody knows this. Then Tuesday, now from a WWE standpoint, uh, and I guess AEW as well, uh, Tuesday nothing's going on. But we actually have two shows that come on Tuesday. We have Impact Wrestling, which is going to be on Access. Um, and they're also going to be on Twitch at 8 o'clock. I believe they finished at 10, so this, this is a two-hour show. And then we also have the NWA. The NWA just announced yesterday that they, too, we already knew that they were going to be having their own TV show. We just didn't exactly know, like, you know, when or, or where it would be. And we finally got some explanation yesterday. Right now I'm on Facebook. I'm on the NWA page. I'm just pulling this up. They did announce this yesterday. All right, so here we go. Uh, NWA is going to have a show tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, but their show is going to debut on the 8th of October. Wait, okay, I see John is calling back in. Let me uh, go ahead. You got me? Hey, John, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You got me? Hey, John, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Let's see that he's on a call-in thing. Can you hear me? Here, what I'm going to do, John, is I'm going to boot, if you can still hear me, 
I'm going to hang up this particular one that you just called in. I'm going to close your number, and I want you to call in one last time. Sorry to listeners out there. Uh, Lock talk's acting weird. Okay, I see he called back in again. See if I can call in. All right, I'm just going to keep working on that while also doing because you don't want to have dead air. That's not good. All right, so uh, NWA will be having their own show tomorrow. Oh, I said tomorrow again. The 8th, their show debuts on the 8th of October. It's called NWA Power, and it's going to be at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard starting on October 8th. Uh, Billy Corgan, who's the president of the NWA, he talked about this at the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta. I'm not exactly sure how you can watch it because I'm on the website, and it says you can watch the show for free, no paywalls, and it says you know it's going to be a live premiere. I'm guessing you can watch it on YouTube. Maybe they'll be streaming on YouTube. It says that they have a on-demand service or something. Oh, okay, it says they'll be on Fight TV every Saturday night. So that's cool, you know, catering to the Saturday night audience. And there's going to be a live pay-per-view on December 14th. But I'm just going to assume that maybe you'll be able to watch their stuff on 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 YouTube. That's that's what I'm assuming because I don't, I don't see any other option here. Okay, let me try to bring John back in, see what's going on. Yeah, what it looks like on my end is it, it has your number twice. There's two 917 numbers. And um, let's see. Can you hear me this time, John? I mean, I have you yeah, on I can hear, air. Can you hear me? So. Can you hear me? I'll keep trying to bring it in. Not exactly sure. I'll keep trying to bring John in, but uh, there will be an NWA show on Tuesday. So Impact Wrestling is on Access on Tuesday, and so is the NWA. And then we also have, on Wednesday, of course, there will be NXT UK at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the network, NXT at 8 o'clock, AEW at 8 p.m. as well. And Ring of Honor will also be on Wednesdays on a locally syndicated network called Stadium and will also air Wednesday night at midnight at 12 a.m. It's Eastern Standard Time. So, Okay, John's trying to uh, continue to call in. I'm not really sure what's going on. It's just blog talks being weird. Blog talk is really inconsistent at times. I don't know why it does this. It's like reading them multiple times. I don't really know why. Sorry, I apologize to the listeners out there. Just trying to multitask and do both. You got it? Let me see if I can...
say that my plan, my dream would be, I just want wrestling to get to the point of where it was in, in the 90s in the sense of, like, not just the popularity of wrestling, but when I was a kid, I could go to... who were wearing wrestling shirts, and I had no clues who they were. I had never seen them before. I had never met them in my life. They had a wrestling shirt. I had a wrestling shirt. Like, I could have an NWO shirt. They would have, like, an Austin 316 shirt or whatever. And it's like, we would just talk. You know, I would just talk to random people that knew nothing about wrestling because wrestling was cool. I missed that, especially, like, when I was a kid and my mom would take me, like, to the mall and I was, like, in GameStop or KB Toys or something. I would just see other kids just wearing, like, DX shirts, Austin 316 shirts, Crow Sting shirts, ECW shirts, just all types of shirts. And, um, you know, Austin 316 shirts, I can't forget that one. Um, I just missed that feeling of just, you know, connecting with random people I didn't know talking about wrestling. I, that would be my dream. That's where I hope wrestling goes. I hope that one day we can get back to that point where you didn't have to defend being a wrestling fan or liking wrestling. That's my ultimate end game. But, uh, yeah, I just got a message from John. Uh, John apologized for the, you know, technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on with Blog Talk. I, I will say that it seems to be more consistent during the morning hours. Uh, he said that we're going to try again on Friday, and uh, I agree we can definitely try again. In fact, Friday's probably a better day because by then, you know, AEW would have happened. The first AEW Dynamite show and NXT show would have happened, and so we can focus on that. And then we can also talk about, you know, the SmackDown show, which will be later that day. So, but yeah, right now, Block Talk's just having a lot of issues. And I'm not really sure if it's just like, you know, if it's just having issues at night or whatever. But hopefully we can have a better time of it. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to go ahead and just going to end this episode right now. And I apologize to listeners out there. But guys, uh, try to tune in this Friday. If we do a show on Friday, which I'm sure we will, It'll be the usual time around 11 a.m. That's usually where we do it. And I'll advertise it on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good night.